everybody, and welcome back to DestalProds.com. Welcome to Die, DestalProds TTRPG Podcast. As always, I'm dead. Over today, we got Cave. I want to die. And some. Hello. Yes, some new-ish to the site. You saw her uh, when I screamed at my friends for like an hour and a half about Vampire the Masquerade. Read three hours. <laughs> it wasn't three hours. I'm not that good at editing. But no. So yeah, she's from that. And she's also from our Tuesday group, where we just finished up a couple weeks ago, actually, at this point, uh, our Dead Sons game for Starfinder, where for the back half of it, she played a mystic. Yeah. Uh, if If you enjoy space... Give uh, Starfinder a try. <laughs> like, it's a really solid sci-fi RPG, and they're making a new version that's going to be even better. So far. <laughs> I, re- I reserve the right to, uh, to change my mind later. They're Sorry. making an updated version um, to the first edition, but they're also making um, a second edition compatible version, like for uh, Pathfinder second edition. So Yes, which is what... It'll be very interesting. Yes, and that is what we are talking about today, and we talked about previously, and we'll be talking about in the future, because I believe at this point we still have, I think, three more field tests come out before the actual play tested in summer. I think that's, I think that's right. Yeah, because like later this month, actually, maybe even by the time this comes out, uh, we'll be getting a play test looking, we'll be getting a field test looking at uh, some ancestries that they're working on, and then we still have the Envoy and the new Salarian, which the Salarian's one I'm excited about. Because that is the most, Slarian is the most Starfinder class of the classes they're showing off. It really is. Really is. Yeah. But like, Starfinder has a bunch of great, interesting classes, but Salarian's kind of like the bread and butter. This was like our first real great original idea. Yeah. Well, the original. Mystic it's it's is a just Jedi. Space wizard. But yeah. So anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so we were talking about the Mystic and some. You have the most experience among us playing it. In your words, how would you describe the Mystic? The Mystic is an interesting sort of hybrid class that's um, very close to a cleric, uh, but in space. <laughs> and very easily screwed over by undead. Yes. Um, you have to be kind of careful with your spell choices. But uh, basically how the Mystic plays is you you have a selection of spells um, and some of them you can downcast. Um, you select them in a higher slot. Which is something I really think is cool, because it adds us that little layer of versatility. Yeah. yeah. You select a spell in a higher slot, and it allows you to cast it in every slot below that. And it's a very interesting mechanic. Um, very neat. And it's how it, how it plays is if there's any group of enemies, you usually put down an AoE, a friend is in trouble, you can usually either buff them, or heal them, or you know, if need be, revive them. <laughs> yeah. And otherwise, you're usually shooting them with like a regular long arm, or or small arm, or what have you. Yeah, so <coughs> excuse me. We're all various levels of sick here. The holidays just happened. Yeah, so mystics, uh, their kind of main power is their connection. They have a connection to some force in the universe. It could be a god. It could be an idea. And yeah, that's kind of where they get all their powers from. And they are primarily a support thing. They have like a class ability healing touch thing that isn't great in the first one just because it's once per day. Yeah, but yeah. it did come in clutch a few times. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like that was a good like spot emergency heal that we did. Like we could we we came to rely on it a little bit. It it basically like at later levels becomes like oh shit, boom, all your hit points back. Yeah. Which was usually used on Silas after he ate something but got beaten into the ground to the point where his regeneration triggered. Yeah, you and mean the, when and he overextended himself. Every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the healing hit points thing is particularly important because like in first edition path in first edition Starfinder, you had two health bars. One for stamina, which was like more easily um, replenished and what get what gets dealt damage first, and then your health points, which were way harder to get back. Yeah. Stamina, you take ten minutes taking a deep breath, you're good to go. Health points, 
Well, I specced into Medic specifically because of how bad it was to get health points back. Yeah. Yep. Like, I completely changed my character's identity. Clerics don't have... Mystics don't have any way to get... um, to to heal your stamina. They basically only have uh, hit point regeneration. Yeah. But that's really good, because there's not a whole lot of hit point regeneration otherwise in the game. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) <laughs> it's like uh, serums and that's about it <clears throat> well treat deadly wounds too but like treat deadly wounds you have to like go down a fucking tree to have that be anywhere good yeah i was still at, at the end of the game we were level what 14 15 uh 13 13 i was still only healing like i was healing twice our level plus seven so 33 uh hp at maximum and like Gathian had like a hundred HP, hundred and twenty, and Silas had like eighty. But Gathian never needed HP because he was a stamina tank of monstrous proportions. Yeah, and Gathian and uh, and Silas would lose so many hit points that it was like I can assist. Yeah, and then he became immortal effectively. <laughs> yeah, Milo Vicious over here is like, hey, if you need it, I can bump somebody 65 in 10 minutes yeah <laughs> which was usually used on me I think. <laughs> like back row sniper i went down so often <laughs> or got near going down so often i should say because you fought a lot you of people with guns. incredible yeah you have an incredible like horseshoe luck when it comes to fighting enemies where yeah. you roll 20s a lot but they also roll 20s a lot against you Yep. <laughs> Everything in roundabouts. Yeah. So then, I guess uh, let's start going into the second edition Mystic. Now, this is a field test, as they've kind of been very much to point out. A field test for this is not an official play test. This is not e- this is not like where the class like design idea has ended. This is not even where the like play test will be when that comes out this summer. This is just a. This is effectively a, here's where we're at in terms of a direction. We got five levels of Mystic. Um, I have, unlike previous times, I have highlighted specific things to talk about, so I'm not just going to be reading through the entire document, because <coughs> I don't think I can at this point. Fucking Christ. But yeah, it's, there's some neat changes they've made to this, and some like really interesting um, like decisions in terms, of, like, in terms of what class abilities they get. So I guess we'll start out with, with this moving over into a second edition thing. Um, in first edition, you only had like class specific spell lists. Like here's the mystic list. Here's this list within with it getting a second edition refurbish. We're getting the four magic traditions, divine, primal, occult, arcane, which at which and, list and this you... is. So it'll be more easily compatible with second edition. No, this is because this is second edition. Like, like you keep saying like, oh, yeah, it's a compatible thing. No, this is just second edition. Well, that's yeah, you're right. That's true. Yeah. So like a sci-fi expansion of the rules for second a bit uh, for second edition. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with more of a focus on ranged combat, because, you know, you have fucking guns. As well as uh, less restrictions on flying. Uh, I've been like, kind of read some of their design stuff on this, and they talked about how, because there's more of an emphasis on ranged combat, we're not as stingy about giving Ancestry's flight abilities. Because within normal Pathfinder 2nd Edition, you don't really get flight until, like, level 14, I think. Like, you get limited flight around level 9. And it gets a little better around level 14, but usually they don't actually give you full flight until, like, your capstone ancestry ability. Yeah. Whereas with this, everyone's got fucking guns. It doesn't really matter that much if you can fly. Yeah. But yeah, so, with this, with the Mystic, as you understand it, which spell lists do you think they'll have access to? Um, really, it'll probably still be Divine. I could, I could maybe see an argument for, like, a cult, but... I am glad you brought that up. Uh, we'll get into why after we give Cave a chance to guess. Honestly, so uh, mystics are connection to a concept, right? Uh, connection to a concept could be connection to a deity. I could easily argue for all of them. Okay. See, I, I feel like it's kind of similar to Oracle, where they technically are also a connection to a concept or a deity, but just. Not strongly. <laughs> yeah. So, this new version of the Mystic will be connected to the Divine and the Primal Traditions. Primal. 
Yeah, because, you know, you're connected to, like, concepts of the natural world, so. Okay. And what's actually kind of an interesting thing, um, looking at uh, some of their some of their language, talking about, like, the design of these things. If they were to just, like, port over all the spellcasting classes, like, one-to-one, all of them would be a cult. Because they're <laughs> all weird as shit. Yeah, they're all weird magic. Like, fucking Witch Warper. That is the most occulty-ass motherfucker I've ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so... I uh, do want to play a Witch Warper at some point. Yes, yeah, so this new mystic is Divine and Primal List, and they're a spontaneous caster. So for those new to second edition, two types of casters, prepared, spontaneous, prepared. They have a list of things that they just, you know, prep up in their spell slots. Spontaneous can cast effectively anything they have access to as long as they have access to it at the rank they're casting it at. And looking at their actual spells per day, I think they have like sorcerer level of spell slots. Just based on like comparing like the number of like first rank up to third rank when they hit fifth level, it looks like they're following the same like progression as getting uh, spell sl- slots as the sorcerer does, which is more than most casters. Which is one are of they, the things that makes sorcerers cool. Are they going to be a six HP class then? Um, they are eight. They're an eight HP class with sorcerer progression. Yeah, that's interesting. fewer access, fewer tradition access though, right? Uh yeah yeah you technically only get access to one tradition based on what your connection is right but you know that's still it's still ridiculous very yeah that's still similar to the sorcerer like even if the sorcerer does have access to all traditions like yeah the sorcerer can pick from any of the traditions is what uh, is one of the big things right um, and the big, the next big question is how many spells do you get to learn uh so. Spell repertoire. First level, you get uh, two first rank spells and four cantrips, as well as an additional spell and cantrip from your connection. So uh, five and three. So it's exactly the same as the sorcerer. <laughs> yeah, it's unless they're planning on buffing how much strength the how much uh, HP the sorcerer gets. It's gonna, it's gonna be asking my DMs, can I play a mystic? Can I play? Can I play the space class in, in our Pathfinder game? Don't worry, I won't <laughs> bring up space too much. Yes, you will. Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to play one of the uh, flying ancestries and also play as a mystic. Oh, my character's from Numeria. You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my character came from an Ayudara and they're just a fucking soldier, so I have this gun that explodes like a 75-foot radius. Yeah, I'm multiclassing into Solarian. Oh, sorry. I'm getting the Solarian dedication. <laughs> <laughs> because <sighs> in star in current Starfinder, you multiclass. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, they're, yeah, like, I'll say I didn't mention this. They're a wisdom based caster because, you know, mystics. Yeah. I mean, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like casters, they are trained in fortitude and reflex, expert in will at first level. Uh, they get, in terms of skills, they get uh, two plus intelligence modifier, one from their uh, connection, and then trained in either nature if they are a primal caster or religion if they are a divine caster. Makes sense. Which, it's kind of been bringing up, like, the idea in my head of what are the skills going to be in this? Because computers and engineering is kind of important. Mm-hmm. And so is yeah. that just going to be rolled into crafting? I hope not. Because, like, I think if it's this is... the engineering rolled into crafting, but... Not computers. Also, yeah. Because, like, if, if, if this is going to be um, compatible with 2nd Edition Pathfinder, then either Pathfinder gets a computer skill, or there's just a skill on Starfinder you just don't have in Pathfinder. Right. Um, okay, this is an insane idea, but what if it's a lore skill for computers? <laughs> yeah! Lore computers. <laughs> that yeah. would be one way they could roll it in. Yeah, they could do that. It'd be shitty. <laughs> <laughs> they I, already have lore engineering, so... Yeah. That's I, true. I read about computers, so I know what hacking is. I mean, they, <laughs> they could also, like, like the, the skill they could introduce is, like, a technology skill. That's like yeah. specific, like in in path in a pure Pathfinder game, it'd be like for identifying, identifying and figuring out how ancient technologies work. That's what and crafting in a Starfinder is. game. It's what that's what crafting is. Crafting slash society. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Yeah. Um. Other uh, initial proficiencies. Um. They are trained in simple weapons and unarmed attacks, as well as light armor and unarmed defense. And then also, you know, the spell attack modifier, spell attack DC, class DC. I fucking love that change in the remaster, just having everything be one attack, mod, one spell, like, proficiency. So fucking good. Yeah. 
All right, yeah. So let's talk a bit about uh, their connections. Uh, so yeah, with mystics, they don't they do not necessarily worship a deity or anything like that. They uh, have a connection of some kind to a force in the universe. It could be it could be a like very specific thing. Like I believe with um I believe with a, a Vishkash, your mystic, uh, some she was connected to dreams. Yes, she was connected to dreams. Yeah, or it could be something else that's a bit more esoteric or it could be something that's even more like concrete and sustainable or like not sustainable but like identifiable than just dreams uh that maintains within uh second edition as we have a look at two different connections uh which one is divine one's primal uh with the divine we have the healing connection uh which is you manipulate the tapestry of life force that connects all living things or rhythm you hear the cosmic melody that moves all observable things in the universe which that that's neat. This the, <laughs> the idea is like, yeah, I have, I have like the mystic connection because I can like keep because I like have like a decent internal metronome. <laughs> yeah, I'm a multi-class bard and rhythm mystic. Yeah, just just get like real fucking ridiculous with it. Just like, yeah, we're doing the dual class variant, so everyone's playing one Starfinder class, one Pathfinder class. Oh my god, that, that sounds be, awesome. <laughs> that sounds like it would be fun. Yeah, that sounds like it would be, it would be a short lived, like a one shot, but it'd be a fun campaign. Just roll out with, just roll out with your fucking like mystic bard, just singing Cuban Pete. <laughs> <sighs> there would one hundred percent be a way that like you could absolutely break something. Oh, Maybe. fucking absolutely, goddamn lutely. Oh no, like dual class, yeah. dual classing is inherently broken. It's like, busted as fuck, yeah. dude. Investigator Gunslinger is a really good example of that. You can have like a deadly D12 gun. Uh, Jesus. Use use the one thing that lets you pre-roll your attack. Know that you get a crit and then just switch to your gun and use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the My analysis things. told me that if I shoot you with my gun, you won't exist anymore. <laughs> Alright, yeah. so I guess I'll go over the uh, like connections a bit. Uh, healing, it's Divine casting, uh, grants you a proficiency in medicine. Uh, you gain a few spells that um, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go over all the spells just because like reading a spell, reading a block to y'all is not exactly the most entertaining thing to do for for a podcast. Uh, but I will go over a couple of them because uh, they do have new spells in this, such as analyze threat, the gen- the granted cantrip from healing. Or the granted first rank spell, motivating ringtone. <laughs> huh? Oh, I motivating already love ringtone? it. Motivating ringtone. This is the future, dog. <laughs> Someone pick up their goddamn phone. Yeah, at a second rank, they also uh, grant false vitality and a third rank vampiric feast. Because you know, healing. Vitality. I didn't know Silas was vampiric a spell. feast. Motivating ringtone. Yeah. Um. They also have the connection spell of Vitalize, which Vitalize just seems like the new version of Heal, except it does it, except it does, does it as a D6 with uh, increments of six as you heighten it. So like at, so like a, at, you cast it with one action, it gives a range of touch, it heals one D6. Two actions, uh, range of 30 feet, heals a D6 plus six. And at three actions, it's a 30-foot emanation. And then... Every time you heighten it, it goes up by a D6 and by uh, six for the second action, for the two action version. And that is because of a new ability that we'll get into as soon as I'm done talking about the connections. Because it does make sense to me, at least. Hmm. Yeah, and then uh, you also have a harmony ability, which is just kind of a, I guess it's just kind of like a thing that you can, that is a part of your connection. That you just have, like, this is a thing that modifies how you cast spells. I want to run a one shot with a barbershop quartet of mystics. <laughs> no, and they all cast harmony. Harmony. No, so, so the, the harmony isn't the spell itself. The harmony. Harmony is just an ability that the that the like a uh, connection has. Like rhythm has a harmony ability too. Okay. So with healing, uh, whenever you cast a healing spell uh, on a bonded ally that restores their max, that restores uh, them to their maximum HP, your vitality network regains the excess hit points uh, the spell could be, could have restored up to your character level. Temp hit points do not trigger this harmony. And so, yes, and so that is the new thing. Their new main abilities are the Mystic Bond and the Vitality Network. So with the Mystic Bond, you just take like 10 minutes as part of daily prep and choose up to 10 willing creatures. 
so long as everyone in the bond wants to be in the bond, you you as the mystic know the general distance and direction toward any bonded creature as well as any conditions affecting them. Interesting. Wow. Which I believe can also detect diseases. You're pregnant. Oh god, not again. No. <laughs> that is the one thing about that Starfinder campaign. Like the there were like there were two separate enemies that could impregnate their foes and both times the heavies got impregnated. <laughs> They didn't birth anything, but the, the the risk was still there. Yeah. And the other thing, uh, very very weird, and also very weird how close they were together in the module. Yeah, yeah. There were like it was like one a little thing, and then the other. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, the other big thing is the vitality network. So the vitality network is the new version of the uh, Mystic Touch, where this one is you have a pool of hit points equal to six plus four per level. At any time in combat, you can spend an action to transfer any number of hit points from your vitality network to one of your bonded creatures or yourself. Mm. And then in combat, every turn you regain four hit points into your vitality network, which then goes up as your proficiency in your connection skill goes up. Oh, wow. And you can also recharge that vitality network up to full by refocusing. So you see why I was like, Vitalize is like, yeah, it's a worse heal, but it makes sense why they nerfed it, because, you know, they now have this, like, just always on, no matter what you're doing, thing of just, hey, here's healing, do it. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't require touch or anything, it just happens. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not seeing any, like, oh, any, any bonnet creature that you can see. Oh, okay. So it's still, so you can still do it, like, a mile away, but. Yeah. Yeah, and then at third. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. If you can if you can see them over like sensors or like on a camera, does that still count or uh, we need to see if there's more clarifying dialogue, but I do it. <laughs> you can see them. You know where they are because you have like the general sense of direction and distance with them with, through the through the bond. I, I could just imagine them like <laughs> touching the monitor and infusing it with magic and a beam of magic coming out of the TV <laughs> to out of the camera to like yeah. heal them. Just like a security camera goes to heal them and then they just like go get scared and shoot it. <laughs> they lose sight of them when the healing fails. <laughs> oh god, I'm being blessed! Ah, this camera trying to get me pregnant. Ah. <laughs> That'd be our party. That'd be our party. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, and so uh, third level, your mystic bond gets buffed uh, with a new thing where so long as two bonded creatures are on the same planetary body and alive or functional in the case of undead creatures and constructs, they remain aware of one another's present state, general direction, distance from one another, and conditions that are affecting them uh, that they themselves are aware of. So it effectively takes uh, what you got and gives it to everyone in the party. Nice. Yeah, uh, you also gain uh, the absolute bond action, uh, where if the next action you use is to cast a spell and one or more of your bonded allies would be affected, choose one. Either that spell only affects the bonded ally, or the spell doesn't affect the bonded ally. If the next action uh, would you use uh, would only affect uh, bonded allies uh, and transfer or reduce hit points from your vitality network, your vitality network regains four of those lost hit points. And then same kind of buff thing. So... If you get access to, say, some kind of AoE massive damage thing, you can drop it on your fucking buddies and have it not affect them. That's very useful because there was a fight in uh, Dead Sons where basically Gathian um, and and Silas, our two melees, had to to fight in melee range. But there was also a huge group, so it it was hard to decide whether it was worth using an AoE that would damage them versus doing like 30 damage to over six enemies at the same time. Yeah. I remember the thing that finally convinced you was they'll get back up. Yeah. (laughs) Cause Um, those two were monsters. (laughs) Yeah. They had a lot of HP and also like I could heal them afterwards. Yeah. And, and they also still had resolve points. So, also, Silas's big goal was to go out by blowing himself up and killing a bunch of enemies, so. Yeah, like, I don't Silas... think he would have mind even if he did die. <laughs> Silas was gold. Him blowing up and more me freezing him to death. 
Yeah, I guess actually Embrace of the Void was the exact opposite of no, not Embrace of the Void, whatever the fuck the new cold spell you got. That was the exact ice, opposite of his intent. Yeah, ice storm. <laughs> yeah. The Someone Oppenheim- else killing the enemies and also him dying cold. Yeah. The Oppenheimer special is not exactly a cold damage. <laughs> I mean, Which I talked to a fellow had, like, DM about grenades. I talked to a fellow DM about that and he was like Oh, see, I'd never do that because then anytime a grenade blows up on them, all of their grenades could go off. And I was like, fair point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. And uh, so there's nothing really else in terms of uh, specific mystic things. A lot of their stuff to get out here is just there like, hey, here's how heightening spells work. Here's how your spell repertoire works. Here is your signature spells. Uh, so let's move on to some of their feats. I'm not going to go over all of them again because that'd just be a bit uh, boring. But I do want to mention something specific with uh, some with some uh, requirements that these things have. So there are four first level first level feats within this uh, document. Um, I'll go over one of them in depth, uh, which is network spell. This is a spell shape thing, single action. If the next action you would use is to cast a spell, the spell instead manifests uh, from any ally uh, from any one of your bonded allies you can see within twenty feet of yourself. So you can just literally cast a spell from one of your from one of your allies. I always love effects like that. Yeah, it's great. I never end up taking them because just, you know, usually I've got a good spell for sniping and a good spell for melee. But it's always a cool thing. Yeah. And the other three I want to talk about, I only really want to talk about because they have because they're requirements. So it's Deity's Domain, Martial Disciple, and Natural Bond. Deity's Domain requires you are a divine spellcaster. And you worship a deity. Natural bond requires you are a primal spellcaster, and martial disciple requires you worship a deity. Mm. With the idea there being, you could be primal and worship a deity, or be a divine caster and not. Yeah. Which I just I really like that for flavor purposes. Like mechanically, worshiping a deity is whatever. But the idea of just being like, yeah, I am a like rhythm guy. I am I. My connection is my connection is to the rhythm of the world, and I also happen to worship fucking I don't know Zon Shellen. I yeah, really hate that I'm... name so much. I know. I was waiting for I a chance really, to bring it up. I really, really, really hope that they change it because God, <laughs> it's such a lazy name. The new like, the, the new iconic mystic Chick Chick actually worships Zon Shellen. <laughs> it's literally just Zon Kuthan, except instead of Kuthan, it's Shellen. Hell yeah, baby. And that's boring. <laughs> yeah. Like the idea, okay. I've I've kind of come around to the idea. It's it's a little cool to have a fusion god that we don't know how it happened because it was in the gap. But Zon Shalin. Yeah, why? it's it's a very it's a very lazy name that they could have spent a bit more time on. I guess No. I guess maybe they the reason for it is that they didn't want people to be like confused why there wasn't Zon Kuthan or Shalin anymore. Also like just So instead they got they got that uh, So they played that ad that said why not both? <laughs> yeah, n- name name it something else entirely and then have one of the adventure modules go, "Oh hey, it's actually a m- m- merger of Zon Kuthan and Shalin." Yeah. Or literally just put it in the blurb that comes with the gods. But, you know, some people don't read so Most people don't like, read. Yeah. Where, where are my gods? I don't want to play this. I don't have Shalin. I mean, well, you do. I mean, we've talked yeah. in recordings about how we don't give a fuck about meta plots. Yeah. I mean, I think we've talked in recordings about why we don't give a fuck about this meta plot. Yeah, I, I think you two have talked in recording before about how dumb the murder is. Well, that's why I said I came around to it because, like, ultimately, I still don't. 100% care about meta plots, but I can I can appreciate how cool the idea is. Yeah, and I think our conversation wasn't so much about like, oh, this merger is fucking stupid, and more the name is dumb. Yeah, the name is yeah. absolute trash. <laughs> anyway, uh, to any Paizo employees listening, please, for the love of God, change the name. <laughs> or like, have it be that the god is still internally feuding over the name, so like a better name might come. Like seriously, there's lore here that you can work with. Like keep the name for a little while, and then have a module where there are literally two cults: one that wants uh, wants the name to stay as is, and another cult that's like the, even the god has not decided we've got to change the name. 
homie there's something that is that is a horrible idea in terms of in terms of like in terms terms like branding and in terms of like printed material it's better than keeping the name as what was it again zon shellen yeah Better than but keeping like, it as Zon Shellen. Not really, be- then, because they put out the book, it's Zon Shellen there. And then they have to put out a second printing of the book that only changes that god's name. Yep. And then they would still have to have it in parentheses, otherwise it would be confusing. So it's just already confusing. The- no. It's very simple, it that's confusing. the problem. Anyway. Just, just, if you are a Paizo employee that happens to be listening to this podcast, please... Change the name Zontralin. I'm sure that you already know how bad Zontralin is, but please. Alrighty, on to some of the second level feats. Um, two that I wanted to really uh, focus on here because they use the um, Vitality Network. And they're both reactions. Oh. Yeah, so first up, uh, Spot Healing. So it's, a tri- so it's a reaction. The trigger is a bonded ally within 15 feet takes damage. Uh, and the requirement is you have the required number of hit points available in the Vitality Network. So, you quickly expend vital energy from your Vitality Network on your bonded ally. Your ally regains hit points up to your level. Uh, reduce the network's remaining hit points by 2 plus the amounts uh, you transferred using spot healing. So it's a very quick, oh, you're about to go down? No, you're not. At the cost of it taking a little bit more out of your Vitality Network to yeah. have it on demand. Yeah, it's just a very quick spot heal that you, that can like free up an action for something in your actual rounds that you do like a three action big thing as opposed to just all right. So yeah, I gotta fucking run over you and then do this. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yep, and then the other one is vital boost, which is a bonded ally within twenty feet is about to is about to roll a saving throw, <coughs> and the requirement is you have four or you have more than four hit points in your vitality network, and the ally gains a plus one status bonus to the saving throw at the cost of four hit points from the vitality network. Simple, clean. No notes. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And then from there, we have the fourth level ones. Uh, I'm going to read three of them just because I like their names. The first up is Cloud Storage. <laughs> That's awesome. Where your Vitality Network can function as a null space chamber. Oh, that's awesome. How? So you interact oh, with... Oh, like, so someone can put something in their inventory and then someone else can yoink it. Is that... Kind of how it works, or allow me to read it. Okay. So you interact with an item that weighs one bulk or less to store it in your extra dimensional space. If your vitality network contains at least one hit point, an ally in your bond can remove an item from your extra dimensional space as an interact action, reducing the number of hit points in your vitality network by the bulk of the item. Minimum. So the one. vitality network is like according to this, is like a mini pocket dimension thing. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a place to store it's a place to like store hit points and then once you take this other shit that's that's actually really cool i like yeah, that a lot. that's amazing yeah it's, it's not it's also really great for hey we've only got one <laughs> hit point left i'm just gonna pass you a healing serum <laughs> yeah and the um extra dimensional space has a capacity based on your proficiency in the connection skill where it where uh, at trained you have a capacity of 12 bulk uh, at expert, you have a capacity of 25, 50 at master, and 75 at legendary. Oh, God. Oh getting God. shit back to the ship would be so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You go to the ship. But keep in mind, this only works on items that weigh one bulk or less. Oh, yeah. yeah. You still got to carry the heavy shit, but. but just, just, well, just, still, like, you know. Just like, oh, we have like 9,000 bullets. Let's just dump them all <laughs> to the fucking extra. Let's dump them into cloud storage. All right, open your mouth. You open your mouth on the other end to spit it out. <laughs> you know, we don't have to do it through the mouth, right? Yeah, but it's funny. <laughs> the Soki with cheek pouches does it because it's so funny and it grosses out their teammates. Yeah, there's, there's just like a fucking witch warper there. side, but just like, oh, God, why do you have to do it through the bullet? <laughs> just use your hands like a normal person. I am. I'm just stuffing them in my cheek. Yeah. Just opens oh, up. That's actually just... one ability I never took advantage of. Yeah, no. I you... never used cheek storage <laughs> the entire game. It's so funny just because, like, the image of of an Ahsoka adventurer just with their mouth full of, like, the, the first thing that comes to mind is coins. Because that's, like, the most efficient thing for bulk in terms of quantity I can think of. 
The oh. first thing I thought of was a mouthful of grenade. Well, yeah. yeah a mouthful of one but, grenade. Well, grenades, yeah. plural, but... Because it has to be light bulk unless you have the one thing. Now, um... Just a bunch of fucking bullets. Sorry if, yeah. Sorry if that one... Uh, sorry if that notification came up. No worries. But, anyways, um... Like... <laughs> once you get that, just having a, a mouthful of a thousand coins... And then just all at once spitting them out. How much does this cost? (laughs) (laughs) To which the shopkeeper is like, get out of my store. (laughs) I don't care if it's good money. It's covered in spittle. I'll tip. (laughs) Leave. Okay. Fun fact about cheek pouches. Not that anyone would. Not that any other people that are unfamiliar with Isoki and or rodent biology would understand, but cheek pouches are actually like an extra space. It's it's not on the inside of the cheek. It's like, it's <laughs> literally a pouch in your cheek that is fur-lined and doesn't have any saliva glands. So, it's completely dry in there. It's just weird. So yeah. instead they'd be throwing me out because that's just gross, man. <laughs> No, they'd still say yeah. spittle because they're not going to that whole, they're not gonna listen to that whole explanation. You see, yeah. um, actually, we don't actually store it. I don't give a fuck, boot. <laughs> oh, God. Plus, it's, not, plus it's going to be a bit less um, funny when you're just, like, barfing out cred sticks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but there can now be... There will be Yosoki in the, in the second edition, so... Yeah, it's just, like, just going to be... It's, it's going to be, like, barfing out a thousand cred sticks. It's like... Did you intentionally put only one credit per stick? Yes. Yes, yes I did. Guards? <laughs> <laughs> call the cops. I have a psychopath in my store. Guards call the cops. They are the cops. Anyway, next feat. Memory bank. So this is a weird one from what I remember. So you carry a mental trove of memories that helps cement the special bond you have with your companions. You can increase your Vitality Network's capacity with these memories or store them in a wielded item. Your memory bank holds two hit points per level that are refreshed when you refocus. You can draw hit points from your memory bank into your Vitality Network by quickly skimming the enclosed media as an action with a concentrate trait. You can upload the memories into a weapon or shield with tech trait by using one upgrade slot, which allows you to draw hit points from your memory bank as a free action whenever you strike or raise a shield with the item. So you effectively turn whatever you're holding, like a like gun, shield, or just the or just your own vitality network, into like one of those like USB frame picture frames that just like cycles through like fun photos of you and your friends. <laughs> hey, there's that time that you got pregnant. There's that other time you got pregnant. Oh, there's that time that that guy blew up in front of us. There's I wonder, that I wonder if he was. Pregnant. I got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just like that is, it is so weird. And I really like it as, a, as an idea of just as like, as like, yeah, you have these like, you have this like, like mystics are all about connection. So having a thing be about your connection to your friends. That's wholesome. Just, I put my, I was like, I took that, you know, that time we went to that cabin out in the woods and I like, had like fun, like, you know, camping weekend. And I took the memory, put it into my gun. <laughs> now my gun can heal you. I'm going to shoot that guy in the head and then give you a little boost. <laughs> I'm uh, going to shoot the guy in the head and the way that his brain spins raise out is going to be exactly like the camping trip and hey there's that time you degloved that guy (laughs) (laughs) and the fact that you can heal them as a free action as part of it that's incredibly wholesome and so weird and so weird i love it yep and then the final feat void warranty (laughs) this costs one action if the next action use is to cast a spell that deals void damage to a single target and the target loses hit points from the spell your vitality network gains hit points equal to twice the spell's rank you get it void warranty mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i dig uh, it okay they're yeah. fun yeah this sounds like it's gonna be great my big like my big question goes back to the top of is that too much hp <sighs> yeah i mean like I don't know. Maybe, maybe if like 
if the Starfinder guns are going to do like more damage on average, then maybe it kind of balances out. Well, yeah, well. It, it's, it's like the guns not even necessarily deal more damage. It's like you are going to be having more attacks. You're going to be having like more AOE attacks. Grenades are going to be way more of a thing in this. Like they're not just going to be like an alchemist thing. You're going to have that's you're going to have like more types of damage. Yeah. Is stamina so, like, still going to be a thing also? No, no, no. So, yeah, that's another thing to cuz there well, it's already a thing in Pathfinder 2nd edition. It's just an optional rule. So, yeah, and I don't believe from what I've from what I've read of this stuff, I don't believe they're going to be going like, yeah, and so we're going to be using the you're going to be using the stamina rules from Pathfinder to be, you know, as part of this. I think it's just going to be you have hit points and that's it. Yeah. And if you want to, if you really want to, you can make stamina work. We're not so you're saying if Dead days. kills us too many times, we should grieve him for the stamina rules. Got it. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like this this kind of direction for the Mystic. Uh, yeah, it's neat. This is, this is it's, really interesting. It feels like they've really leaned into the parts of Mystic that were interesting. Yeah, I really like it. I, I think it it makes Mystics very unique. A lot super interesting i think the vitality network's a really cool idea yeah um i love the idea of a pocket dimension that just holds your health yeah even beyond the gags that i was talking about yeah it's just it's a very it keeps within the flavor what they're trying to do with mystic of like of like it being you know the support healing class but also having it be such a like future specific thing yeah and like the way they talk yeah. about it the way they like message around with it where it is it's, yeah, it's, it's it's cloud storage. It's just this like fucking amorphous thing that's kind of all around you that you can just like pull in whenever you need it. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, I'm really excited to see it uh, finalized. And also, like, now that we've kind of acknowledged how AoEs are going to be more common grenades, everyone's going to have a ranged weapon, so you're pretty much always going to be a target. Yeah, even um, like, and this is again something from our Starfinder game. Even our guy who pretty much only ever hit things with a baseball bat was like, I'll carry a gun. Yeah. Because Gathian carried a gun. He just never used it. Yeah. And even, even the guy who was always sniping from a distance got knocked down quite a lot. Yeah. Because you know, like, even if you, because you are a sniper, the enemies have snipers too. Yep. So I try I tried to take out the snipers. The worst was that fucking monk who chased me around the ship. <laughs> he didn't chase around a ship, he chased you around a room. Oh, it felt like I ran the entire ship's distance. God, he wouldn't but let me breathe. In in short, it makes a lot of sense that yeah. uh that they're eight HP then. Yeah. So um let's talk a bit about the rhythm connection. Cause we because we We've been kind of jumping around all over the fucking place with this. I'm learning how to do this, and I'm sick. Fuck off. So, rhythm. Uh, this is your primal uh, spell tradition uh, connection within this within this uh, field test. Connection skill is performance. Granted skills, you get summon instrument as a cantrip. So it's literally space bard. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to recommend this, like, to my friend who really wanted, like, what are they called? They're like the touchpads where... Oh, defibrillators? It, no, it's like a... It's like a... It's a modern instrument with like a bunch of squares that you can press. And oh, launch pads. Yeah, a launch pad. A launch pad. He wanted a launch pad as a summon instrument in like Pathfinder. I had to say, those do not exist. Yeah, you where can't... You can't summon an instrument you don't know exists. Essentially, you, you can't launch. You can't launch a, just a hot like fucking DJ set. Yeah. Uh, Next time we play Starfinder, I'm playing a Mystic because <laughs> <laughs> it'll probably be after this has come out. And this is like, oh, the only reason I'm not no. playing a Bard in our next Pathfinder game is because I built a Bard recently. <laughs> like my backup they'll, character they'll is enjoy. a Bard. They'll enjoy Starfinder Second Edition, I hope. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah. Um, first rank, they also get Sonic Scream. Second rank, Noise Blast. Third rank, Enthrall. Just full Bard. Yeah, this is full Bard. Uh, and then they also like, get the Rhythm uh, Mystic is Space Bard. Period. Yeah, and they also get their yeah. Connection spell, uh, which I actually actually Connection spells. Uh, they're they're their focus spells. I didn't mention it the first time uh, going through with with Vitalize, but yeah, their Connection spells. 
Sorry, they're focus spells, I mean. So you have, to, you have to spend focus points on them. Which focus points, I'm assuming they're going to work the same as they work currently. Whereas just you have, you have a number of them equal to the number of focus spells you have that require them. Max of three. You can refocus many, many times you want in a row. You know, normal shit. All right, guys, yeah. time for a 30-minute breather. Oh, that fight was hard. <laughs> yeah, as, as they're just like just ham-boning the entire time. <laughs> anyway, Song of the Spheres. So one action. As part of the casting, part of casting of this spell, you perform to bolster your bonded allies within 60 feet. Uh, the DC of the perform check is usually the standard difficulty DC of a level equal to the highest level target of your song. Uh, but the GM can, you know, uh, the GM can assign a different DC based on circumstances. So that would just be like the DC by level chart, basically. Uh, and so if you succeed on your uh, performance check, uh, you and all bonded allies gain plus one status bonus to attack rolls and damage rolls for one round. Oh. If you critically succeed, that effect lasts for three rounds. Um, if, you like that. if you fail, um, as success, except this only affects you and one select bonded ally within range. Again, range of 60 feet. Range of, uh, oh, a little bit of fuck up there. 40 foot emanation area on the spell. Anyone within 60 feet of you for the actual description of the spell. Gotcha. It's a field test. Yeah. None of this is finalized. And if you critically fail, no effect. I, I, I do like that it still has some, some effect on a failure, making it pretty much universally useful. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and then the final focus spell is one you can only get through a feat. Uh, it's a second level feat uh, called Wild Bond, which gives you the focus spell Wild Bond. Uh, with Wild Bond, uh, you also need to be a primal caster to cast it. So yeah, uh, Wild Bond, two actions. Uh, choose a target. They get one of the following abilities. A burrow speed, a climb speed, a fly speed, a swim speed, uh, a bump to their speed, a unarmed jaw attack, an unarmed claw attack, or dark vision, and okay. when and when you heighten it, um, for every level you heighten it up, uh, for every rank you heighten it up from the first, uh, you get to choose one additional creature, and at fifth rank, the damage of the unarmed attacks doubles to two dice. Okay, I was about to say, so it's just like, I think it's animal form or something like that, something like that. Uh, yeah. from Pathfinder, Pathfinder has a like an ability that lets you take on certain aspects of an animal only this lets you give it to other people yeah also second level grant to fly speed <laughs> i mean that's starfinder for you how soon did i get yeah. my jetpack <laughs> true true we were like fifth level and i was like jetpack yeah baby <laughs> by the end of it everybody like literally we were going into the last quest and i was like does anybody have armor slots do you guys want jetpacks <laughs> we've got like five of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so Let's move on to the final thing we're going to talk about for this podcast. The new spells. Um, there are a bunch on here. Uh, there are, let's see here, three cantrips, uh, three first rank spells, two second rank, two third rank. Uh, I've chosen four, one of each rank. Uh, if you want to see the rest of them, check out the playtest document. It's out there and it's been out there since October. If you haven't tried it out, try it out. Give your feedback and help us ma help them make it a better game. Field tests don't have playback. Field tests don't have feedback, I mean. Because this isn't a playtest. They, they can go on Reddits and complain. Uh, field test is coming out. and yeah, The actual playtest is coming out this summer, like I said. Uh, so first up, let's start with Analyze Target. This is a cantrip. Uh, one action. Uh, targets has a range of 30 feet. Targets one creature. Has a duration of one minute. When you cast this spell, you learn, the, you learn biometric information about the target, including its fingerprints, medical conditions, and other basic physiological information. You or anyone you advise about the analysis gains a plus one circumstance bonus to impersonate the creature, uh, to medicine checks to treat wounds, and to recall knowledge checks about the creature's unarmed attacks and special abilities. I have so many players that are just going to love this spell because, and I'm, I'm being serious here, I have a bunch of people that I play with that are like, I want to be a detective, and this is exactly the kind of spell they would want in a high fantasy campaign, and I have to tell them, nothing like that exists it's high fantasy. You don't even know fingerprints are a thing. Yeah. Whereas this. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this. It's fucking futuristic. And this is on every single spell list. That's cool. Yeah. So. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, it also heightens at third rank. Uh, the bonus because plus two and you can target 10 creatures. And at, at a sixth rank bonus is plus three and you can target any number of creatures. So just, I'm going to impersonate this swarm of fucking skittermanders. Uh, also, actually, if the creature is illusory or under the effects of illusion magic, 
You detect this only if the effect's rank is lower than the spell rank of your analyzed target spell. So, you know, still a way to get through it, but... And a way to... And a reason to heighten its casting. Well, it's a cantrip, so you can't... So it auto-heightens. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. It auto-heightens. Yeah. From there, let's move on to... That. From there, let's move on to the rank one spell, Motivating Ringtone. Yes. So, this is on the Occult and Primal uh, spell traditions. Uh, it's two actions. Requires you to have a comm unit used as a locus and the target's contact info. You, can't cast, <laughs> you cannot cast this on somebody if you do not have their number. So, range of 120 feet. Target's a comm unit and the duration is one minute. He tried to call me on himself. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> you cause the target comm unit to play a cosmically composed personal theme song specified to its owner. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god, god, I already love it. <laughs> the creature who owns the target regains 1d10 plus 4 hit points when you cast the spell and gains Holy. a plus 5 foot status bonus to all speeds and a plus 1 status bonus to saves against fear effects for the duration as long as the comm unit continues to play the ringtone. Oh my god, I love it. And it heightens by 1d10 plus 4 every every time it heightens. That's, that's really good. Yeah. That's awesome and i love the i love the theming of it yeah it's great they Just, took that one spell that like plays your own personal theme song or like what a uh, musical accompaniment yeah musical accompaniment and just made it futuristic and i love that yeah it's, and actually useful because musical accompaniment is just like a, yeah I think it kind of sucks plus one to performance checks or something but like or or to other charisma checks but also like anyone who like hears the music is going to kind of realize, hey, you're trying to influence me with that, aren't you? Yeah, just it's kind of, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard, like have somebody like having a conversation while with dudes in the back doing the fucking like Road to El Dorado like loot meme. <laughs> Whereas with this, it's just somebody just like fucking bopping out to a jam on their goddamn like just on their headphones. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is great. Like basically the entire plot of Baby Driver. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <coughs> oh god, if somebody fucking Baby Driver was a starship. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so let's move on to a rank two spell. Doom scroll. <laughs> I tried to get my wife to stop. <laughs> so this is a two action spell on the arcane, divine, and occult spell lists. There's a range of sixty feet, at which point it does a fifteen foot burst. It is uh, defended with a basic will save and sustained for up to a minute. So, you magically broadcast grim news onto nearby devices, screens, and other displays, including comm units on armor. Creatures in the area who can see one or more displays must attempt a will save. On a, on a uh, failure, the target is fascinated by the display and frightened too, even if the fascination ends. <laughs> if they critically fail, uh, the target is fascinated, frightened three, and doomed one. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, That's horrifying. If they, a second level spell that can inflict doom is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, if they succeed, then they're just fascinated. Uh, if they fi- if they uh, critically succeed, they are unaffected. I, so wait, go I back. love it. Was, was it it's, a doom on crit fail? A doom on crit fail. Okay, good. Because otherwise yeah. it'd be like, god damn. Yeah. Yeah. Even still, that's like a really, really powerful effect, and also I think it's hilarious. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Just literally bombard them with bad news. Yeah, just have them log into Twitter for five minutes. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, like, how how did that work for for someone who's like part of the cult of the devourer, right? Where <laughs> it, it, I, it, I get the mechanical. Devourer it's the same. goes vegan. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, you, you, you just you just send them, you just send them like those like uh like positivity feeds. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my god! Uh, just just like just like local celebrity visits hospital after hearing about young child who did his best to help his sister. I was like, oh, it's so wholesome! Fuck you, monsters! How dare making you making me want to not destroy everything? Where's that hospital? I need to burn it down after I'm done crying. <laughs> Adorable kitten hospital uh, starts adoption fund. Why? Are, why are there so many good stories about hospitals? <laughs> Fuck! Hospital burns down. 
Oh, thank God. However, it was a horrible place that needed to be destroyed so that they could build a brand new hospital. I thought of it just snaps his pat, just snaps his fucking display service in half. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, you gotta bro- have the bait story in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll never believe what happened to this hospital. Well, I gotta click it now. <laughs> uh, anyway, final spell. This is a rank three spell. Uh, discharge. It's two actions. It's on the arcane and primal spell list. Range of 30 feet, you target one creature or object with the tech trait. Uh, because, yeah, with this is the future. Guns can have tech as well as, like, androids and cyborgs and stuff. I'm assuming an SRO will have the tech trait. Probably. So I hope that they make SRO part of the core. I do, too. I, I don't think they will be. <laughs> oh. I like that. I like SRO. It's but, just, yeah, like, it's not going to be part of the core rulebook, but, like, they're going to be releasing other rulebooks. Yeah. God, if... If we if if they keep up the rate at which they released ancestries from Starfinder first edition to second edition, because like Starfinder second edition started come Starfinder first edition I mean came out, started coming out in like 2017, and in 2023 we had over 120 playable species. I I, I just want to say the main reason why I want SROs to be a thing is because I love the idea of playing a robot. Yeah, same. Just because like and robots Android doesn't. Android doesn't scratch the same itch because it's like a it, androids are just a robot. Like, you're yeah, like androids a are person. just people. Yeah, robots robot. they come at the world in an entirely different direction. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I feel like the reason why Starfinder First Edition could have so many playable ancestries is because um, they didn't have ancestry feats. Yeah. N- no. 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 Yeah. Like like it, it's an entirely and, different beast building a second edition ancestry, but like a first edition species. Yeah, and also, like, whenever they release an alien species, they could have the discussion of, hey, do we want this to be a playable thing? Yes, no? Okay. All right, yeah. we'll just slap some stats on it and call it good. Yeah, yeah but, like, with with them having, you know, the first edition thing, they have a roadmap, at least, of, like, okay, here's what people like playing. So they don't have to do, like, the fucking, like... So they have to do, like, the internal discussion of, like, okay, which one of... Okay, so we have these fucking monsters which of these seems like they'd be fun to play they kind of already have some of that info they know what people like playing as things and so that could help them like narrow down the list of things but anyway so yeah discharge uh you depower an item with a tech trait or disrupt a creature with a tech trait and the effects are based on choosing creature or object uh, if the target is a creature with a tech trait it attempts a will save on a failure the creature is glitching one on a critical failure it's glitching two uh, glitching, for those that don't know, is a new trait that I believe is a, I believe it's either a penalty or like a flat check you have to try to succeed in order to just, in order to like have the thing do you what you want it to do. Uh, it was, uh, it was talked about in the first, uh, field tests about, um, about the, uh, fucking, uh, soldier. Let's see if I can actually find that. Yeah. Too. I remember, I remember that coming up. Yeah. It was uh, brought up with the glitch goblin. One of the new creatures they showed off in that play test. Well, field test. Fuck. Uh, and then for an object, uh, the if the target is an attended object, the creature uh, that has the object attempts a will save. On a failure, the object loses half its maximum charges. On a critical failure, or if you target an unattended object, the object loses all its remaining charges. Yes, yeah, so you could just two action cost someone half their ammo. Or, or if, if you're being stealthy, you could like wait for them to put their gun down and no more bullets. Yeah. Well, no more lasers. They still, they still have bullets. Well, yeah, no more lasers. Bullets are different. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, glitching. Uh, glitching. If you're if you have equipment, uh, if you have glitching equipment and take any actions involved with that equipment, you must attempt a DC ten flat check to see if see what occurs. You have the glitching effect on yourself. You must make this flat check at the beginning of every round. On a critical success, reduce the glitching value by one. On a success, you act as normal. On a failure, uh, you take an item penalty on all your checks and DCs equal to the glitching value or the glitching value on the item you're attempting to use. And a critical failure. You count as stunned one for the round. Alternatively, the object you tried to use doesn't function, and you lose the actions you took to attempt to use it. Hmm. So yeah, and that's the mystic. Very cool. I, my first impressions of it are uh, it's a very unique uh, and strong class that they they definitely improved upon from first edition, where it used to be kind of, you know, you kind of had some some cleric stuff, but you also kind of you know there there was not a whole lot going on for the class. I would say yeah, but 
in second edition, there's a lot of really cool stuff and a lot of really cool class feats that I really like. Yeah, I love the I love I like the idea the of the vitality network. I love, I love the bond, like the mystic bond, having that be a thing of just like, yeah, we are just being able to just like know the general direction and condition of whoever's in your party. That's a fucking great ability. Yeah, you know, no more uh, side plots where. You know, someone gets carried off by a giant eagle, and you have to chase them yeah, to, and, to know where they are. And you could just use your bond. Yeah, and no more plots are just like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to sneak up to go do my own thing. Oh, fuck, I fucked up, I fucked up, I fucked up, please help me. It's like, and everyone's like, yeah, we don't know where you are. Yeah. Now you know exactly where they are and how fucked they are. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to play one. Yeah, it's going to be neat. I, I was already curious about the Mystic. This seems like a hell of a lot of fun. And you say that, but don't, like, wasn't it Line of Sight or something? No, Line of Sight was for the healing effect. Yeah, Line of Sight was for transfer vitality. Mystic Bond yeah. is so long as you were on the same planet. Yeah, so, yeah, I could still see, like, pissing off the Mystic so they cut you out of the Mystic Bond. <laughs> or, like, you're trying to be sneaky about where you're going. Because, like, the, like, the Mystic knows where you are. So if you're, like, I don't know, like robbing the local nobleman you're gonna cut yourself out of the mystic bond so that they don't know you're doing that like, i can still to, see situations that, that's, where that's under the idea that you are still doing like that that feels like it's more under the idea of like an alignment thing where like oh the mystic they're not gonna like me doing this like chaotic evil shit so i'm just gonna go cut off and do that my own well, i was just thinking about player greed i have had players literally drug each other so that they wouldn't be able to compete over who got to rob the guy why Play with those people. You don't, you don't have a lot of choice sometimes. Also, they're uh, kids, so they're still learning. Oh, that too. Like, yeah, I, I okay. get a lot of kid, a lot of like teenage and young groups. They're like, gotcha. we want to play, and I'm like, I'll run a couple sessions for you, so you can understand how the game works. And most of my nightmares come from those games. Yeah, fair. Yeah, because children are evil. Yeah, you say, hey, you can do anything. Ah, and they just they just immediately start stabbing whoever's closest. Actually, happened in a game. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Uh, anyway, yeah. So that was uh, field that was Starfinder Second Edition uh, field test number two. Uh, field test number three is going to be coming out at some point later this month, and could already be out by the time this podcast comes out. And what's field test number three about? Ancestries. Ooh, that would be Ooh, fun. okay. Yeah, back in November, uh, Paizo launched a like little uh, survey thing. Just kind of going over, hey, pick some of these, pick some ancestries that you would like to see in the thing. And they actually gave a list of ancestries uh, available for voting, for voting. Um, I'll read through the list. We got androids. We got humans. We got Kasatha. Looks like some of the ones that aren't super familiar. Kasatha, they are the four-armed dudes. Kind of the most, kind of one of the more, uh, the more like specifically Starfinder thing of just like, yeah, the four-armed gray massive head alien dudes. Uh, Lashunta. A, a race I really wanted to play, but it just... The stats did not line up. Yeah. Uh, Lashunta. Uh, they are basically humanoids with antennae, lightly psychic. That's the one that got degloved. <laughs> yep. Uh, Sheeran, which is what Vishkesh was. Uh, yes. They are um, they are psychic uh, bug type people that um, used to be part of a hive mind and then kind of weren't anymore. Uh, we got no, the, the pay wasn't good, so they quit. Yeah. We got the Vesk, which are the like, which are the like uh, reptilian uh, like big ass lizards, yeah, big ass lizards, warmongers, um, the Obazaya, the first iconic from uh, the soldier, she was a Vesk. Uh, we got Yasoki, aka the rat, yeah. aka the rat, you've seen them. Uh, and we also have the Patra, a humanoid cat like race, uh, that is one of the new core ancestries as well as one of the new core iconics. Yeah, the Patra is the new um, iconic uh, Solarian. We also have um. The uh, Barathu, which the Barathu are in the art for the like monster from like the alien archive. They look like weird fucking squids. But in terms of like what they actually are, uh, as I was just saying you the image so you can see an idea of what they look like. Uh, the Barathu I've are seen enough tentacle hint. I don't know where this is going. The Barathu are floating beings that evolved on the gas giant Bretheta. They rewrite their genetic code instinctively, shaping their bodies into bizarre forms. Cool. And then we also have two versatile heritages we could have voted on. Uh, first up are the Borai, which are undead souls possessing a living body. 
Most bore are created by botched resurrection attempts, necromantic experimentations, or stubborn spirits refusing to die easily. Which I fucking love. That there is a so goddamn silent. versatile heritage that is just that is just we tried to bring someone back and fucked up. Yeah. Or he wouldn't stop getting back up. Yeah. We killed <laughs> we kept killing him and he kept not dying. Fuck. And then the other versatile heritage are the Prismeni. Uh, Prismeni is infused with the energy of the Drift, a recently discovered hyperspace plane. They are spiritual kin to the Spectra who call the Drift home. Which, given the way that's worded, are they doing like a soft reboot on the Starfinder lore? Yeah, the, that's what I'm wondering. Because the Drift in Starfinder lore, as we understand it now, isn't recently discovered. Yeah. Like, I'm... I'm curious if Starfinder 2e is like starting at the same point that Starfinder 1e started at or maybe even a little bit like, earlier yeah because yeah. the drift was an established thing in like the first Starfinder modules yeah, yeah like the drift I think I think the drift had been around for a couple hundred years at that point yeah so is Starfinder second edition a prequel to Starfinder first edition who the fuck knows? I know that they literally destroyed the drift in first edition, so Yeah. So like I understand them going back, like, hey, let's let's like rewind a bit on that. We're like like yeah, drift lanes are cool and everything, protocol was neat, but like, hey, let's fucking just get back to basics. Yeah. Triune just fucking sent out the signal, man. We just figured out what drift was. Let's fucking nail it on that. Honestly, it's gonna lead to some really interesting stories. Cause when the drift was first being found, there's probably all kinds of like weirdness that people never knew about that's just like where we at the point in time we played at it was normal yeah yeah but anyway we'll see um hopefully pretty soon with some of these ancestries uh because like i said they'll be coming out this month maybe by the time this is out maybe not we'll see and then after that i believe we have based on what they've said at least maybe two more field tests one looking at the envoy and one looking at the salarian which is the one i'm the most looking forward to like envoy, the the envoy, that's cool, that's neat. Fucking space bard, whatever. Um, don't have I'm, a whole lot of exp- don't have a whole lot of experience with the envoy. Honestly, the envoy was pretty bad uh, in first edition. I the know envoy that they're was going my planned be, backup character for when Burrow died. <laughs> I know that they're going to be like kind of remastered, rebalanced um, in the first edition rebalancing. But from my experiences playing one um, in a different campaign. Um, have you been They're cheating on us? <laughs> yes, I have. I'm sorry. You filthy. They're, they're pretty bad. Um, yeah, I I just want them to keep ability names like get them. Yeah, that's the yeah, funnest no. part of Envoy. The best part of Envoy was the ability names because it's always just like, hey, fucking get them. Get them. I, I adore, I adore Starfinder because it's very tongue in cheek. Yeah, it underst- yeah, it understands the tone. It's, it understands the tone that people playing it go for. Yeah. But yeah, like the Solarian is the one that I'm most interested in just because, you know, it's Patra. It's a new it's a new species, so might be some new shit in there. And then also, the Solarian is the most Starfinder class, like I mentioned at the top. Yeah. And so seeing how they work, like the the solar weapon or the solar armor in there, like is that still a choice you make? Or do you get like a, or do you get, like the option to like switch between both? Or and then does the option become, hey, do you be do you go the fucking like a photon route or the graviton route? Like, that's the shit I'm interested in. I want to see what the subclass... I want to see what the subclass delineation is. Yeah. But anyway, we'll be talking about that when it comes up. Until then, though, I've been dead. I'm Cave. I'm Sum. And we'll see y'all next time. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time. See ya.